Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I'd just like to start by saying uh, how happy and proud I am of, of these guys and our team and our players. Uh, this has been a heck of a journey that uh, that we've been on and for for Sweat for quite some time and the three years with me here and then for Quinn for two years and it's been a journey all the way through and, and as much as we look at just this season, it's, it's been a process from, from day one. And uh, I really commend these guys and for, for believing in what we believed in and buying into what we believed in and to the, to the culture, to the competitiveness, to the love, to the togetherness, to the schemes, to the workouts. All that stuff's really hard. Running in DKR at four o'clock in the afternoon in the middle of June is really hard, is it not? It's really hard. But but when they bought into that and that that idea that that was going to develop the, the mental and physical toughness needed to achieve something like this, it continued to grow. And um, these guys know we, we've been talking about being champions since this summer, and we haven't backed off of it. And I've challenged them. Uh, I made it very known publicly that that's what this season was about and they never blinked and they continue to respond every time adversity struck. Um, we had we had a lot of different things this season that, that challenged us uh, from adversity, from, from depth issues and guys being out. Uh, to in the end, we probably played our best football the last two weeks and we played two really good complete games where throughout the season we've had to rely on different aspects of our team. Uh, but in the end today, uh, we just played a fantastic game, and uh, I couldn't be more more proud of these guys and more happy for them, and, and couldn't be happier for Longhorn Nation. You know, I know that uh, it's been a long time coming. I know we've been everybody's been starving for this championship, and so to get it uh, on our final game in the Big 12, uh, I hope everybody enjoys this as much as as much as we do. So uh, that's all I got. Okay, we're going to open up for questions again. We have microphones on both sides of the room. Please raise your hand. We'll get a mic to you. Identify yourself, your affiliation and the person you're asking the question. So we're gonna to go to the front row, right here in the middle on the left-hand side. Danny Davis, Austin, American State, and Steve. Um, I'm treating you this question's gonna come if you all want, but why do you think this team deserves a spot in that college football playoff? Well, I, I would say um, two things to that question. You know, the first is, and as I touched on with the team, I didn't want this win, and I didn't want this championship to be about the college football playoff. I, you know, that, that this is a this is a um, accomplishment in and of itself. Us winning a championship, and so that's the first part. Like I'm so happy for these guys that there should be, regardless of what happens, they should feel very proud that they were leaders on this team, two of our captains on the team, uh, to to get us to this point. That's the first part that I want to be really clear on that. That we're here to celebrate this victory and this season and the, and what we were able to accomplish this year. But I think one thing that we've shown. We're a very complete football team. You know, we, we don't rely on one phase or one aspect of this team to win. Um, we played great defense. That offense was averaging well over, you know, 400 yards a game. That was one of the top running backs in the country. We held them to 2.6 yards per carry. Um, just a fantastic effort defensively. Offensively, you know, when, when you go out and you have, you know, well over 600 yards and you're able to throw it, you're able to run it. Um, and you're able to almost have three receivers over 100 and have another back over 100 yards, like, and then special teams. And so that's the thing I think about our team that is unique. We are very, very versatile. Um, we have extreme depth. 
um, and we can win at the line of scrimmage, and we can win at the skill position spots. And so, you know, I, I, this this may be a little bullish of me saying, but we'll play anybody in the country. Like I, I don't, I'm not shying away from that part. Like I feel very comfortable if we get in this, if we get into this tournament, um, we'll play anybody. We'll find out if we're good enough or not. But I, I feel like we have the team, um, the culture, the scheme, and the versatility of this team to play against anybody. All right, we're going to go to third row to Kirk Bowles here on the right hand side. Uh, I'm Andre Swift, Kirk Bowles from Elston American Statesman. Uh, how much lobbying did you have to do to get a pass thrown to you, and why do you deserve the Heisman? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was going uh, to Coach Flood all the time, and Coach Sark waiting on this opportunity to get this touchdown, and they told me it was the game, I was going to get the touchdown. And it happened, and Osmond, I mean, I love to go to New York. It's a nice pose, though. Yeah. I like the pose. <laughs> nice pose. It was. All right, we're going to stay in the third row here, right on the right side. Um, Coach uh, Kevin Sherrington, Dallas Morning News. Um, you were standing right next to him. It was hard for the rest of us to hear uh, through the booing, but uh, it appeared that the commissioner said that uh, your dominant performance that showed that y'all deserve to be in the, in the college football playoff. Is that what he said? Or Correct. Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. We're going to come to the front row here, if you will, right here in the front. Right here on the front, second seat. Eric Henry, 24-7 Sports. Steve, earlier this week I asked you how you felt you've grown as a coach from the beginning of the year to now. Obviously you said you hadn't had time to assess that yet, but from five and seven to now Big 12 champs, have you, you know, what are the emotions and thoughts from that, uh, that growth through your program? The, the biggest thing I reflect on and even now just being in the locker room and, and greeting every player coming in is just my connection with these guys. You know, um, I think a lot of times you go through the process of being a coach and you're a, you're a position coach and then you become a coordinator and then you're a young head coach and you go through it. Um, but, but I think these guys would tell you, like, my connection to Sweat is the same as my connection to Quinn. And that, that's kind of, to me, the thing that I enjoy the most about what I get to do. And, yes, I love the X's and O's. And, yes, I love pushing these guys to be the best that they can be. Uh, but the fact that I get to watch them grow as men, that, that's the most gratifying thing. And I don't know if I – um, appreciated that as much as a, as a younger head coach and, and in this time over the last three years getting that connection has been has been probably a little more difficult than, than I wanted because I wanted that connection with these guys from the beginning but as I tell them all the time you know trust equals time plus consistency and I needed to remain consistent over time for them to keep getting closer to me and in the end um, the, the thing that I just praised them for, they, they trusted me. They trusted me this year. Um, they believed me when I told them things of how things would go. Uh, and luckily for me that those things did occur. Um, and so in the end, you just try to keep building trust to forge these relationships that, uh, you know, last a lifetime because that, that's what this is about. You know, we're building young men to go in society to do great things, hopefully for a long time on the field, but beyond. And um, I think our culture is one that is allowing them to grow that way, but remain being themselves. Uh, and as they grow into leaders in our program, um, you can start to see some of the things that I really truly believe in come out of them. And that's the part that uh, I probably relish the most in. All right, we're gonna go on the left-hand side towards the back. Uh, for Andre Quinn and Coach Sark, Sam Conn from The Athletic. I'm curious, what are the qualities of this team 
that you feel like have gotten them to this point? Um, I think today, like I said earlier, I think we showed that you know how, how well we play and how well we come together in, in the championship games like, like we did today. And like Coach Sharp was saying, how complete we are, how we can win a game at, at um, you know, in any three phases, whether it's you know, de defense, special teams, or, or the offense making plays. And you know, today I think we came out here and showed that, that we're capable of doing all three and, and playing together as, as one. What? Maybe that? <laughs> <laughs> Sam, was that good for you? <laughs> All right, we're going to go second row here on the aisle. Terry Middleton with Horns Illustrated. This question is for Quinn and for Andre. This, this game was broadcast on t at Times Square and at 140 countries throughout the world. Can you share with Texas Longhorn fans around the globe, what does it feel like to be a champion playing football at the University of Texas? I'll start. I, I, there's no better feeling, um, honestly, especially for the guys who just dreamed of, of playing here and, and coming to, to their to their state and you know accomplishing something to this magnitude has been just nothing but a blessing. And I didn't know that that you that it was broadcast in all those places. So to hear that is is pretty cool. Especially you know I I tell these guys you know come out here and play like like no one's seen us play before and, and show them what what Texas football is really about and and um, you know what we believe in and and all that good stuff, but that, that's a pretty cool stat you said there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're gonna, we're gonna go here to the front row on the left-hand side. Coach Um two questions for you. One, tomorrow, do you have any plans for a watch party for the guys or anything like that? Um, and then, yeah, I'm sure you haven't done that far. Secondly, um, regardless of what happens tomorrow, will you still categorize this season as a success? Oh, without question. This, is, this, this season has been, uh, an amazing success and uh, we're not done regardless we're, we're not done and so um, but like I said we went into the season to be champions and we are and, and like these guys are wearing hats it says champions across the top and uh, that that says a lot uh, and so very very proud of them of that uh, we'll, we'll figure out what tomorrow looks like uh, I said to be ready to, to watch this thing around 11 and uh, hopefully they haven't slept yet so that's that's a good thing Right, we're going to go on the aisle here in the third row. Uh, Caleb Young, Austin American Statesman. Uh, this is, can be for Coach Sark, but really all of you because I feel like you like this guy. Um, but on that final play, you had Jonathan Brooks out there. Obviously, he had ended the season. Um, what does it mean? What did he mean to you this season? And why um, did you give him the ball on that final play? Well, you know, this team is very close, and there's a great deal of love on our team. And you know, Jonathan meant a great deal to us. You know, we would not be here today without Jonathan Brooks and what he did for us in, 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 a, in a good portion of this season. And uh, you hate when guys have season-ending injuries like that. Um, and so ironically, on Thursday at the end of practice, um, you know, we, we took a knee. I had everybody, I had everybody on the sideline and, and uh, we took a knee and I put Jonathan out there when we took the knee and I think everyone's like, what is he doing? And when I was done, I said, when we win Saturday, Jonathan's going out there to be part of this victory with us and he's gonna register a snap uh, that he was part of a Big 12 championship game. And uh, the guys, you know, they love that stuff and so we had to follow through, right? And uh, so it was a great moment. You know, he, he's earned it, he's deserved it. These guys are so close uh, with one another that uh, I'm glad he was able to have that moment. We're going to go on the left-hand side, fourth row, back in the middle. Noah Gross, Kay Sanford. Coach, I know you talked about what this meant to all the players, but you know, your story's been 
pretty well documented. Uh, more sure you're going to get this chance again. Just you able to reflect personally on what this championship meant to you? Yeah, I mean it's um, you know I, I've never I've never done anything in my life not to try to be the best at what what you do, and so. You know, when, when President Hartzell and CDC and, and, and Kevin Eltive called um, about this opportunity to be a head coach, like I've told you before, I didn't take this job just to say I was the head coach of the University of Texas. Uh, I took this job with the mindset of, we're going to go here and win championships. And um, I said that in the opening press conference. I said it to these guys in my very first meeting. Um, I've said it to them in, in some nicer ways. I've said it to them in some, in some harder ways, which Sweat can probably attest to. Uh, but, but in the end, like, the journey is the journey, you know, and our, our, our own personal journey is our own personal journey. And, and my story is my story. Uh, hopefully, um, what comes out of this is my story can inspire others uh, to maybe make changes in their own personal lives for growth um, because we don't have to stay where we are right we can overcome things in life and there's so much more out there for us to go do and um you know i'm again i'm, I'm grateful and thankful for the opportunity I'm, I'm every day i'm i'm humbled that i get to be the head coach here and so the fact that we're able to fulfill this this dream of winning a big 12 championship this year um it's awesome you know like i i, I wish i could say it in a, in a better way or use a better word it's just freaking awesome man i love it and i love it for these guys it's great all right, we're going to go in the aisle here on the right side, five rows back. Yeah, Max Olson with the Athletic. Sark, I want to ask you about Quinn's performance, best of his career statistically. Um, what did he mean to you today, but also just over this four-game stretch since he came back uh, from the injury? Yeah, I thought I thought Quinn was lights out today, man. And, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing today was when the first read was there, he was throwing the ball really accurately, uh, and, and guys were making plays. But I thought the thing that showed up today was him getting to secondary reads and, and getting through progressions and, and still throwing the ball really accurately and giving guys chances to make plays. You know, uh, obviously, A.D. Mitchell made some plays. Um, J.T. Sanders with, with a great game, some contested catches. Xavier kind of got us started with a really explosive play early on. Um, but I, I do think there's always that calming factor when you're starting quarterbacks in there. So to get him back uh, for the last four was big. And, you know, hey, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Malik Murphy in those two games, you know, and people sometimes overlook us beating Kansas State. Uh, that was with a backup quarterback and against a really good team. And so it all adds up to we got here and we were as healthy as we could be, and, and he played a fantastic game and, and played it confidently. Um, so I'm proud of him, you know, because this is it's been a journey for him too. And, and I don't think none of us forget maybe some of the tough days last season but to get to this point to have this moment tonight or today uh that's pretty special right follow up yeah go ahead max quinn i just wanted to ask you how, how it felt out there today and, and do you think at all about you know the game against oklahoma state last year and just kind of how far this team has come since then get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of tom brady a netflix live event happening may 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. 100%, yeah. It felt awesome to be out there. I was super confident uh, in my teammates to go out and make plays, and I was confident in my abilities to, to get the ball in those guys' hands. And for sure, I thought back during this week, I thought back of what happened last year um, to where I, I, you know, I didn't play my best game. I threw three interceptions. And to, to come out here um, against you know, the same group of characters um, was, was, was awesome to go out there and, and play what I believe is my true game. All right, we're going to go to the fifth row on the far left. Coach Steve Hagel here from inside of Texas right here. Uh, talk about the first part of the game. I mean, you guys seem like y'all were kind of freewheeling. Was that all the plan? I mean, I just came from Coach Gundy, and he said you guys had things going your way. I mean, Quinn had 12 straight completions to start the game to eight different receivers. I mean, was it just a confidence factor on what you got up? You just got built on that, or what happened? Well, we made a point, um, you know, Monday morning when uh, we started talking about how we were going to try to win this game, what it was going to take. And uh, one of the key points and what it was going to take is we wanted to come out and start fast. You know, we, we really wanted to come out and, and throw our best punches that we had. You know, this was not a game that we wanted to throw jabs and feel, feel it out. We wanted to go for it. And um, I think the guys got a lot of confidence in the game plan of how we were going to try to do that. And then they executed it. And as, as we touched on last night in our final meeting, especially with the offense, was it's all set. Now let's just go execute, right? Let's have great poise, get great composure, and great confidence, and then go play loose and go play the game. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they did it, and they gave me confidence. When, when they start playing like that, that gives me, as the play caller, confidence too to call some things knowing they're, they're going to execute it in those moments. All right, we're going to go front row, far left, Cedric. Hey, Steve. Um, you know, how fun was that for you as a play caller when you – See Quinn dealing like that. Did that take you back to the days of you dealing the KO Kealui and <laughs> Chad Lewis back in the day? No, you know, I thought one of the one of the keys today too, um, where where I got confidence was I thought we were protecting Quinn really well. And that's a good pass rushing team. You know, they got a couple of guys that, that can rush. And so I felt like he showed a lot of comfort in the pocket um, because the pass protection was good. And that allows you to keep spreading the field and, and get the ball in your playmaker's hands and um, it allows you to call some different things, you know, reverse passes and, and whatnot because you just feel comfortable. You start finding your rhythm. And uh, I think Quinn was definitely in a rhythm. And I, I'll say a credit to him. It's, it's never easy as a quarterback when you throw an interception. Like, that, that's always tough. And especially when they get the short field and they score off of it. But his response like it's been all year was tremendous. And I think that, you know, we talk about growth on everybody, but what an area of growth for him to respond the way that he did and continue to play at a high level. All right, we're going to go about six rows back here on the far right, farther right in the middle. Uh, Jeff Jones from KVU. And my question, I want to go back to the uh, T-Sweat touchdown. And so my question is for both Devondre and Sark. Uh, T-Sweat, what were you thinking when you got the call that he knew that that was the play and you saw the ball in the air. What was going through your mind then? And Sark, why was this the perfect game to showcase that part of his game? Well, first, um, we started, we did it uh, Thursday and coach told me that that was gonna be our first play we call when we get in uh, goal line. 
and he wasn't lying. He did it, and <laughs> man, it was it was amazing, though. It was amazing. Um, you know, every every game you get down there and you have a plan of what you're trying to do, and and. Um, you know, it just happened to be this was a good look for it, you know, and ironically, uh, they kind of played it exactly how we thought they would. And, uh, you know, he when did you bubble, bobble it? Was that yesterday or Thursday? Yesterday. Yeah, so he bobbles it yesterday in practice. I said, man, do not mess with me now. And then I said, and don't get a penalty. Get your behind to the sideline and celebrate to the sideline. So uh, very, very cool moment. All right, we're going to go along the aisle on the left-hand side. Hey, uh, Sean J. Rogers, CBS Sports Coach. Uh, you know, obviously, college football is a unique sport. Uh, you're not necessarily guaranteed a spot to play for a national championship, and you've been part of multiple different types of championship selections. But you know, to be a 12 and one team, potentially looking at behind 13 and 0 teams, I mean, uh, is that a frustration for you, or is that something that you just understand as part of the sport? Um, it, it's not frustrating. You know, I, I think this the thing about college football that is unique. We don't all play common opponents. Um, we have our own conference. Um, we decide to schedule our non-conference games the way that we do. And uh, I, like I credit, I credit our administration. You know, we played three bowl eligible teams in our non-conference schedule. And uh, you know, whether it was Rice, Wyoming, and then obviously to go to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and win that game, that's a that's a tremendous feat for these guys to to accomplish that. Now. When you do that, sometimes that takes its toll on your team. When you play those epic battles like that, like we played in Tuscaloosa, but to win that game by 10 points, um, I think helped us as the season went on. And it helped us have some resolve when, when we did lose a, a gut-wrenching game uh, in, the, in early October, but we bounced back the way that we did. And I, and I think since that ball game that we lost, we've only trailed twice in, in the rest of the games on our, on our schedule. And so, um, you know, hopefully when people kind of look at the totality of the body of work, it's not just about the record, it's about the quality of the team. And um, I think that's the intent of the college football playoff is putting the four best teams in that playoff. Do we think we're one of those four? Sure, we do. Um, but this isn't this isn't a vote. Like we don't all get to go to the election booth and, and vote, you know, so it's in their hands. Um, all we can do is like we like we told the players, control what we can control. Now let's play the best football that we could, and I thought we did that today. Uh, and hopefully um, put in their minds, man, what would it look like if Texas was in a four-team playoff? And uh, I think it would look pretty good, but again, we'll, we'll see what they think. All right, we're going to stay here on the front row. we got time for two more questions. Sorry, Bob Ballou, CBS Austin. Uh, Keelan, you said last week, was a conduit for everything that you wanted to do. He scores the touchdown, but then comes right back on special teams and makes the tackle on the, on the kickoff. How long, how, what was the challenge in getting your guys to really buy into that part of it? It's not just about the touchdowns, it's about the, the little things on special teams. Yeah, no, I, and I, I'm glad you point that out because, and these guys know, and they'll tell you, we we take a lot of pride in the in the little things in the game. And, and we, we I probably coach more of those types of things. Like these guys know on Monday morning, I'll do a good, bad, and ugly tape. And I'm coaching things away from the ball like that. You, they never, they never show up until they show up. When when you don't do those little things, and so when you have a Keelan Robinson or a Jordan Winnington doing those little things with away from the ball, and then we can celebrate them. Um, hopefully that inspires others to do it that way. And then my job as a coach is I've got to find ways to reward them for doing that. And. Uh, 
you know, Keelan, like I said, when I first got here and, and he transferred here, I think he was a big component to trying to show the way of how important special teams is, how important the little things are um, to developing kind of the mindset of our team. And um, he hasn't changed. It's three years later and he's scoring a touchdown and covering the kickoff. It's like that's what we expect of our guys. That's the standard in which we play. Every play has a life of its own, and what you put on tape for that play is how you'll be judged. And um, I think our guys really understand that now. That man, we don't we don't look at the scoreboard. We don't worry about how much time's left in the game. We want to play that play to maximum ability, maximum effort. And like I tell these guys, we critique effort first. And and when you can see a guy do it like that, coming off of a touchdown play, and then still have that effort. Man, that, that should be inspiring to other players to try to find ways to get on the field. All right, we're going to stay on the front row for our last question right here on the aisle. Uh, Thomas Jones, Austin American Statesman. Quinn, Big 12 record in passing, you've talked about it. How have you improved as a quarterback since kind of early in the season? And, Coach, uh, real quick, initial thoughts on Xavier's look like an ankle injury? Yeah. Um, Say it again. Sorry. <laughs> um, like Coach said earlier, I think just the way I'm able to, to, to keep a level head and, and stay poised, even though maybe things aren't going our way, like that pick. Um, you know, we harped on, you know, not giving these guys a short field, and then I end up doing giving them a short field, but you know, not focusing on, you know, the negativity, but focusing on, you know, what what, we, what we've been doing good and and how can we attack this next drive and go put one in. Yeah, positive news on Xavier. X-rays were negative. Um, Again, you know, he's, uh, he's been dealing with that ankle stuff kind of here for the past month or so. So the beauty of it is we got plenty of time now uh, to really get him healthy and to get a lot of the guys healthy. You know, we were not 100% health-wise coming into the game. A lot of guys kind of fight through. So this will be a good couple weeks for us to kind of get ourselves back and get ourselves uh, healthy again and figure out where we're going to play. All right, guys, thank you so much. All right, y'all, thank you. Appreciate Welcome. You. See ya.